What is up, everybody? It is Mike here, and yes, you are listening to the Air Raid Attack podcast. Tonight's show is going to be nothing too major. Week one, recap of week one of the XFL season, and how can you download our show to your podcast platform and much more throughout the night. So, with that being said, as always, you can follow the show at Air Raid underscore podcast on Twitter. That is A-I-R-R-A-I-D underscore podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter on Air with Mike. And I will be glad to uh, connect with you, interact with you. And uh, we will start be tweeting throughout the show on our next episode and so stay tuned with that. We'll get that information out to you via Twitter uh, later on tonight. And also, how can you download? Um, how are you able to listen? What kind of platform are you are you shipping out your podcast to? Right now, we are on Anchor. We are on Breaker. We are on Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. And now we are also on Google podcast for all android phones um google podcast is an android phone so if you are a iphone uh, just hang tight we'll get an apple here soon um but for the meantime um anchor.fm breaker.audio google podcast pocket casts radio public and spotify we'll get you those links out um twitter and also later on tonight at the end of our Show. I'm not going to spend too much time. Uh, Monday night, moving forward, is strictly XFL. Uh, recapping the following weekend that was. Uh, so let's do it. Let's start this off. The XFL, of course, came back after a practically a two-decade uh, break. Of course, as we all remember, 2001 is when the XFL started and when the XFL ended. And since then, there has been no XFL. But the XFL started off <clears throat> this previous weekend, this weekend, kicking things off. And of course, heading into the season, there appeared to be, let's talk about the Dallas Renegades here. And here's why. One, that's my team. And two, they were high on in favor to win the XFL championship. So, we're heading into the season. There obviously appeared to be one uh, certainty. Uh, the Renegades were... For the most part, the voted or unanimously decided that they're going to be the best team in the XFL. I don't know how they broke it down because obviously, like I've mentioned in the previous show, there is no last season. There was nothing. So we're just going off of a practically a piece of paper that has a roster on it. Um, of course, we all know Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is the head, former head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, um, the winningest head coach at Oklahoma, uh, won a national championship Um Many, many Big 12 championships. The only head coach in FBS history to win all of the BCS major bowl games. Um, He did quarterback at Oklahoma, Landry Jones. Landry Jones is also the starting quarterback of the Dallas Renegades, which is what they consider the air raid offense. Now, Dallas came into the season as a 5-2 favorite. And I looked spread before the game even started against St. Louis, the Battle Hawks, and it was a 9.5 point favorite to defeat St. Louis. Um, 
So, question was, what could possibly go wrong? Well, I watched the game and it was every single thing that went wrong for the Dallas Renegades. Um, that's right, the Battlehawks of St. Louis upset of Dallas 15-9 last night. Um, who can you blame? I mean, it's week one, team's still trying to drive together. Um, you can blame it, I guess, that Jones missed the game with an injury that he suffered before the season kicked off. The offense, in my opinion, looked atrocious. But that's not the full that's not the full recap. I mean, reality is is going to have more of I don't know. The the Dallas offense was a no show. They were non existent. Um I don't know. That was obviously not the best way to, to start this season. Um so let's go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a second choice for all our makers to win the league and they lost twenty thirty three. They lost by 20 to New York. Dallas um, goes to L.A., in which we'll have some news later on about L.A. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll see who Tennessee has in Week 2. When we get into this season, the outlook obviously has now changed. We're hoping that Dallas bounces back. Tampa Bay bounces, bounces back. Maybe they won't. We'll see. Week 1 also showed us that any team can win the XFL. That's the biggest story out of Week 1, if in my opinion. So, what did we learn from Week 1? Well, we know that the Fox ratings, that Fox had a, out, out a um, amazing ratings. Better than in quite some time in regards to football. The running game may actually become a bigger deal than what we really thought this would be. Um, St. Louis had 191 yards. Tampa Bay had 150. Had more than 100 total rushing yards. Um, avoiding the run seemed to be formula everyone else thought would win. Until St. Louis practically ran the ball down Dallas' throat. Now, professionally, sports generally produce copycat leagues um, by being what was supposed to be the league's best team with a heavy dose of the running game. Um, we'll see. Uh, Matt Jones, the, inter- the former NFL back, uh, had 85. The Battlehawks may change offensive philosophies around the XFL. We'll see. Um, my best... My week one MVP, and I think it's hands down, is P.J. Walker, the quarterback out of Houston with the Roughnecks. I mean, who wouldn't vote him as the early favorite to win the MVP of the season? He threw for four touchdowns, tossed for 272. So why not? Walker started the season, um, if many of you that's out there listening, that's a college football guru... He started. For, he was the starter for most of his four seasons at Temple University. Of course, he went undrafted. He spent, um, I believe, three years bouncing on and off with the Colts uh, practice squad, but never made the active 53-man roster. Now well, he's five foot eleven, so height-wise, wasn't much of a height issue, but. 
we may believe that could be why he did not make the NFL roster. We don't know. Now, the question is, if Walker continues to put up his big numbers, can he get a legit NFL shot? I mean, after all, if you want to compare heights, he's not much taller, if not the same height, as Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. And out of those three, um, two Super Bowls combined, out of those three quarterbacks, Kyler Murray won Rookie of the Year this year. Russell Wilson, we all know him. And, of course, you know, who doesn't know of Drew Brees? Um, I think P.J. Walker, he continues this up, and you never know. I think he may have a shot in the ex- in the NFL. Um, but we'll see. But this is, this is just week one. Um, the game I watched the first, you know, I watched all, all four games, the first two full. Um, I did not, now I'll take that back, I did not watch any of this, of the Tampa Bay New York game. I was actually at the Chesapeake Energy Arena watching the Oklahoma City Thunder take on Boston. I did come back, though, in enough time to watch the second half of Dallas and St. Louis. But, um, let's talk about other quarterbacks. That looked good um, in week one. A lot of people say that the D.C. Defenders quarterback Cardell Jones, the product out of Ohio State, was one. Um, ran for 28 yards, uh, 235, I believe, through the year. Two touchdowns. At times, he didn't flash me. He's a former fourth-round pick uh, back in 2016, I believe, by Buffalo. Uh, never um, started in NFL down. He's been shipped around quite a bit in the NFL. Granted, he's 6'5", starting arm. But my opinion, and I think it shows, and I think it did show in week one, um, against Seattle, was that he hasn't played a lot of football. I mean, if you think about it, going back to his college days, he only started 11 games in three seasons at Ohio State. Of course, he led the team to a national championship. Now, assuming he doesn't get injured, he's going to get plenty of playing time for the defenders, which there's a 10-week season. Um... At times, I wasn't impressed by Cardell. I thought he was slow. Uh, in some in some ways, I thought he stuck in the pocket quite a bit. But he made some great plays when he had to, on especially on third downs. Now, if you want to talk about Seattle, what I think of Seattle, they got a lot of work to do. Um, I liked what I saw in Austin um, Perel. Um, of course, he is the um, son of many of you may know, longtime NFL receiver Ricky Perrell, uh who spent two years with the Seattle Seahawks. Perrell wasn't too bad. Of course, he was targeted 10 times, only catching five of those for 88 with two, two scores. Um, he did score the first touchdown of the history. Of the league, if you exclude the 2001 season, otherwise Seattle really had nothing really to show for. 
I thought Ricky Perel did well. I think he was the only standout that the Dragons really had going for him. That game at times was sloppy, but it wasn't bad. Um, I liked, honestly, um, from Houston, besides for the fact of uh, P.J. Walker. If you want to look on the defensive side, um, I really liked the the uh, defensive end, Tony Ely. Um, I like, I say, keep an eye on him. Um, thought he played well off the edge. Um, going back, wow, what, six, seven years now? He was a second-round pick from the Panthers. Um, he had three sacks in Super Bowl 50 against my Broncos. Um, but after that, he was traded to, I believe, the Patriots, and that was it. Now, if he can continue what he did, you know, we'll see. If you want to talk defense, I think the New York Guardians had the best defense in the entire weekend. I like what, uh, you know, New York, the Guardians head coach, Kevin Gilbride, is known, of course, he's an offensive guru. And Matt McLoyne and that offense put up some numbers. 23 points against Tampa Bay, like I said earlier in the show, was the second odds-on favorite to win the XFL championship. Um, I think the the real coaching star of the weekend, I give my word out to Jim Harriman. Um, they held Tampa, of course, three points. Guardians had a fumble. They had two picks, eight quarterback hurries, seven tackle for losses, five sacks. Looked pretty good to me. Looked really good. To me, Tampa Bay, I think, has a quarterback issue. Aaron Murray, yeah, he threw for 231, but he only completed 47% of his passes. He was picked off twice. May have some issues on that one. You look at St. Louis's Battlehawks, Jordan Tamu. I thought he looked great. Um, really, you know, had some speed, especially in late, I believe that was the fourth quarter, he broke out, uh, with a huge run, of course, Quentin Flowers replacing Aaron Murray, we got some quarterback issues here, Seattle, I think, needs one, they need some work, Dallas, hopefully, Landry Jones comes back this week, does does Tampa Bay start Flowers over Murray, do they stick with Murray? We'll see. Los Angeles. Excuse me. Um, the Wildcats, you know, um, Charles Nedoff missed a uh, week one start due to injury. But um, we'll see. Or I should say Josh Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry. Josh Johnson missed a uh, game. Charles Nadoff only completed 53% of his passes. Of course, we all know Josh Johnson um, bounced around in and out of the league of the NFL. Um, but we do have breaking news. Um, the Los Angeles 
Wildcats um, fired defensive coordinator Peter Johnson, Pepper Johnson. Um, not for sure exactly um, who they're going to replace with. Head coach and general manager Winston Moss stated and made a, um, a statement saying that we recognize that there are issues we need to address for the 2020 season. While these decisions are difficult, we have given these significant thought. We are here to put the best possible product on the field for our fans. We thank Pepper for his contributions to the Wildcats, and we are looking forward to our home opener this weekend in which they do play the Dallas Renegades. Hopefully, again, like I've mentioned, Dallas will have Landry Jones. If not, we could have a very low-scoring affair. Both teams looking for their first win of the season. Um, switching gears, but remaining in the XFL. Um, I like, here's, here, here's what I hope, here's what I like. My personal opinion is the interaction in regards to the referee huddles. I like that. You can hear what they're saying. I like the play calling, um, to Mike to the helmet. That was cool. The really cool part was when there's a challenge or a spot on the you know, field, a spot on the field, or, or so on and so forth. We can see the video that the replay booth is seeing and the interaction between the head referee and the replay booth. I like that really much. The kickoff, I'm still learning. It's cool. Um... Let me see how we. I, mean, I need to adjust to it to week two. Let me see. Let me see again in week two. Um, it's okay right now. What I really, really like is the one the elimination of the just kick of the extra point. I like the one point, two point, three point attempt tries, and here's why. <clears throat> so say for example. You're the team, I don't care, let's just say um, Los Angeles is up by 8 over Seattle. Seattle goes down, they score. Um, let's give them 14 seconds. Now, obviously they're not going to go for 1. So that gives them the 2 point, excuse me, the 2 point, or the, the 2 point attempt to try to tie it. And potentially go to overtime or the three-point attempt to, to win the game. Uh, and here's why I like this rule. Because common sense will limitedly say, hey, let's go for two. But that's when the chess that's when we start having a chess match. Me personally, I may trick him and go for three. Let's go, we're gonna go for the win. Because even if he has a minute and two seconds left, pending how many timeouts the op that you have, if you're the losing team, if you have two, the chances of me getting the ball back, even with two minutes, is not very much. Maybe with two, you may have roughly, well, you definitely have a minute 20 left. But, even if, you know, so again, if you have, Depends on the on the amount of timeouts that you got. You might as well go for the win anyway. So, um, what do I hope the NFL adapts? 
I wouldn't mind the extra point attempt, the one, two, three point. I would hope eventually we hear the referees in the instant replay booth. I really want to know what they're saying because I can guarantee you um, they would be held more accountable than what they already are. And I'm not referring to the Rams and the Saints uh, game back in the NFC Championship game two years ago with the with the non um, the no call pass interference. Um, but you want to go farther back, you got the Des Bryant catch that thought was a catch that was overturned to be an incomplete. So again, hopefully um, the NFL will look at this product and take away some things that maybe they can they can attempt. Try it in the preseason. Try it in the preseason. But me personally, I'm a fan of the XFL. I think this will work. I I think that this is going to work. Um, I think everybody's on board with the XFL. I think for once, um, you're going to you're going to have a product on the field that people like. But again, it's only week one. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see exactly if this momentum carries out through week two, week three, week four, as we head into March. Um, if the product can consistently, um, if the product can consistently be good and remain what they're doing now, hey, I think we got something going. I do. I really do. Um, so again, I'm not going to spend too much time. Strictly XFL uh, podcast show on this one. Uh, what we're going to do is how can I... Uh, I'm going to give you guys ways to download our podcast. The Air Raid Attack podcast. How can you listen to what platform? As of right now, the Air Raid Attack platform is on six the Aaron Attack podcast, excuse me, is on six platforms. Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Uh, we are in the works of getting more, um, such as Overcast, Stitcher, CastBox, Apple Products, which is iPhone, iTunes. Um, once we get those out there, uh, we'll definitely pass on the more, of the, more of the show uh, information to you. So again, I'm going to um, say it right now. We're on six. You can get us on six platforms. Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Uh, we'll, we will be tweeting those out um, here soon. And you guys can download them. Uh, feel free to share them. Um, go to our page. Um, we're looking, you know, so again... Uh, week one of the XFL uh, was a success from ratings on down to fans. Uh, they sold more tickets uh, than, they, than the AAF did. The entire, whatever, how long they lasted. I don't remember how long they lasted. Three, four weeks, I believe. Maybe five weeks at best. But um, So congrats to Vince McMahon and congrats to Commissioner Oliver Luck on a great product they put out there. And we'll see what week two has. Uh, we'll have more of a week two preview on Friday, and uh, we'll go from there. So again, 
Uh, follow us on Twitter at Air Raid underscore podcast. And follow me on my personal Twitter on air with Mike. And download us on any platform that you can get your hands on. Android, you guys are good to go. So go to your Google Play Store and download us today on Google Podcast. Download us on Anchor, on um, Radio Public, on Breaker, on Spotify, and on Pocket Cast to have the up-to-the-latest shows. So you won't miss a show. Get to us and all you iTunes, including myself. We have to wait just a tad bit longer, but it will be wait. Hey, so it's 10 o'clock straight up the hour. Thank you for tuning in. Um, wherever you guys are listening to, obviously it's not going to be 10 o'clock at night on the 10th of February when you're listening to this, but thank you again for the support, and we look forward, I look forward to talking with you guys on Wednesday night. And until then, take care, see ya, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip.